Hey, girl. Good morning. Mm-mm. 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 Okay. You know what? Fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, God. How are you today, my friend? I am well. Are you now? All right. I'm not well, but not. You know, I know you. I know you hate that, so I'm. I well. know you do. I know you. I know that you know that I hate it, and I know that you do it because you know I hate it. Period. And I appreciate your consistency in that. You way. are welcome. Um. So, uh, how was your week? <laughs> laughable same the parts of it that I can remember cause you know I was telling you uh, last night in the pre-show that like girl <laughs> I don't know nothing about this week I don't I have to check my bank account <laughs> cause that tells it all right and Google Maps to tell me where the hell I've been this week and what I've been doing because I don't know. Um, but I do know that I want to take a hot second to welcome everybody to this week's episode of We Just Out Here, um, an award-winning podcast brought to you by your two favorite homegirls, me, Nikki Byron, and my co-host, Jocelyn K. Hyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'll be on that shit? Who'll be on... I mean, it's it's an island called some other shit, and you live there. Because that's how much you be on it. You just live there. Friend. What's up? Today's topic, my friend. <sighs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> In season one, uh, we, in our season one pre-shows, we will always talk about the things that we don't want to talk about. Like, we would have the conversation and be like, oh, we can't talk about that. I'm not ready. Um, I have noticed that we we are starting to give less of a fuck about that. Um, <laughs> that, that book scares me. It makes me kind of proud. It scares me because it's like, God damn, like, we're going to really get into it on this show. But it makes me proud because it's like, that's growth. Um, and we're not, we ain't no punk ass bitches. So we're not afraid of growth. But it's still just very like, hoo hoo. Like you were just, we were saying a few minutes ago, like, you really, like, we, we grown. So we have to, like, look at our shit and fix it um and i just don't know (laughs) um but today uh people we are talking about uh negative (sighs) self-talk yeah because I have a PhD in that shit, and and I, and I have a master. Amen. And we are. Well, no, I'm down to a a bachelor's now. Okay. 
because when I got my edges snatched the other day, mm-hmm. I gave the masters back. Oh, them the only colleges that take their degrees back and shit like that. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm at a I'm at a bachelor's. Okay. Well, I am yet apparent. I, I apparently am yet holding on to my PhD in negative self talk, and I have prayed about this thing, not this thing as the issue, but I have. But I have prayed about this episode. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, ah, uh, let's. I mean, okay. Let's just do it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, friend. Let's just let's just do it. So this topic kind of knocked both of us across the head this week um, in a lot of ways. I'm going to be completely transparent and say that I went back and listened to last week's episode, I think, like four times. Mm-hmm. Um, because a young nigga was going through it. <laughs> what young nigga though? Cause you ain't young. Oh, uh, mm, I was. I knew you were gonna say that shit, you raggedy hoe. And <laughs> I just want you to know that's why you ain't got no friends. Um. <laughs> you want to insult a grandma? Tell them I ain't got no friends. Uh, tell them they food nasty, bitch. I fight you. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> My fucking food good, bitch. Oh, you play too much. You need to clean your tongues, brush your tongue. That's why you can't taste it. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell somebody that. (laughs) Please do, because it be true. Yeah, y'all niggas walking around here with a white tongue talking about some shit don't taste good. How the fuck you know? Oh my god! Today, I was not. I had I had quieted that part of me that just talks that level of shit until this week, until Friday, and it just woke back up and it's back and I really want sis to go back to sleep. But regardless, here we are. Um this shit knocked me across the head this week because I have been so far into twenty twenty one feeling really good about um a lot. Like, I've been in a really good mood all 2021, all 24 days of it. And, bitch, then this shit just kind of popped up this week, hardcore. And I haven't really been feeling so good about it anymore. And I, for one, am tired. It's upsetting me and my homegirl, which is why we are talking about it today. That part. Um, I'm going to ask you, do you have a, a definition for negative self-talk? And if not, that's okay. We can just move on into the topics or the, the points that we have. I don't necessarily have um, a definition for negative self-talk. I have a definition for negative. Okay, let's run that. Um, consisting in or characterized by the absence rather than the presence of distinguishing features or not desirable or optimistic. Mm. Um, and then a word or statement that expresses denial, disagreement, or refusal. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
You know what? Hmm. <laughs> so, a photographic image made on film or specially prepared glass that shows the light and shade or color values reversed from the original and from which positive prints can be made. Uh-uh. <laughs> Listen. Uh oh. Uh oh. Let's go. Let's Ooh. fucking go. Let's do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are here acting like these fucking negatives that the that the the, the print shop use to get you the beautiful product that's gonna come from it. Mm-hmm. So because it says that shows the light and shade or color values reversed mm-hmm. from the original and forms mm-hmm. and from which positive prints mm-hmm. can be made. Mm-hmm. Stop being a negative and be the fucking photo. Be press print. What we doing? Mm. What are we? <laughs> that goes on the shirt. Don't be a negative. Be a print. Let me write that down. Yeah, because I ain't got no pen. I'm sorry. I'm not the organized one in this group. It's okay. Mm. (laughs) Well, not desirable or optimistic. Mm -hmm. Mm. So when you think about negative self-talk, or, okay, let's do it this way. Every body after a certain age has a running um what's it called narration in their head like you have a a monologue going in your head about who you are what you're doing like you you constantly like narrating your day your life whatever to yourself your brain calls up memories like all that kind of stuff like you you you're always thinking about what it is that you're doing. That's why uh, meditation calls for you to quiet your mind because that thing is always going. It's always the inner monologue going. But negative self-talk is the things that you say to yourself that are critical, unloving, um, disrespectful, just just bad. They're negative. They're, they're devoid of all love and respect and honor and for black women that thing is like a Barry White James Earl Jones type situation the voice is deep and loud and strong and that motherfucker don't never stop talking as I said before I have a PhD in this shit and I can make or have sympathy for the devil in the fact that my critical self-talk has been helpful in a few ways, but the rest of that shit has really kind of, it's robbed me of a lot of positive experiences and feelings that I did not allow myself to have. And what's interesting is we listened to um, the Saw for Pete episode yesterday on the way to the, uh, the little date that we had, the date that we had. And 
I listened to myself talk about how I couldn't be happy with anything that I achieved because the goalpost was always moving. And I had to think, like, who moved the first goalpost and why did I continue? Because it wasn't them that kept moving the goalpost. After they moved it the first few times, I started moving it my damn self with this negative self-talk, with this critique, this overly critical um, inner monologue that I was doing or that I had going that told me that nothing I ever did was good enough. And it completely just obliterated my self-esteem and made everything that I would do just it was automatically diminished before sometimes before I even did it, it was already not enough because that's how strong this voice is in my head. And that shit is, it's, it's whack. It's not even, there's no, there's no positive there because what the fuck? Like who wants to live like that? Apparently I do. Cause that's what the fuck I was doing. Um, And I'm tired of it, to be honest. Like, I, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> y'all have no idea. Like, I'm 39. Like, this, this shit is too, it's too much. Like, it's, it's too much for me to continue to carry at this stage. It's too much for me to continue to, like, hold on to when I know that there's absolutely no reason for me to continue to talk to myself like this. And what I what I said on the phone last night, y'all, and you know, we talked about that too. I would not let somebody else talk to me the way that I talk to me. Get the in my head. If you if if you tried it, God knows what I would say to you. Because who the fuck are you talking to? And yet I will still sit up here and disrespect myself slick and blatant like every fucking day. From the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. And it is in Santa shit is so fucking stupid. It's dumb. And I'm I'm over it. Cause I don't like doing dumb shit. And I feel like this is the dumbest shit that I do. If I had to point to a thing or a top five of wounds that I need to heal from my childhood, this has to be in the top three of that top five. Because it's just too much. I I did some show prep that was not um, necessarily centered around the topic, but or or around my uh, engagement with the topic, but around the topic itself. And Intazaki um, Shange's uh, "For Colored Girls" popped in my head. The if you've seen the film. Uh, then it's Loretta Devine doing the somebody almost walked away with all my stuff but in the play on YouTube it's Alfred Woodard it's supposed to be like a self-love piece the whole thing is a self-love piece it's just how you relate to yourself how how you love yourself good and bad but um, there are parts of that monologue that are so poignant and beautiful that depending on where you are, they will make you cry because it's like, when you think about you and you think about how other people treat you, 
somebody did almost walk away with all your stuff. Even if it's your mama, a ex-boyfriend, a ex hell be real for me, a ex-girlfriend, your dad, a, a whomever, they did it. And then you did it. You almost walked away with all with, with your stuff. I just let me pull it up because there was a couple lines that I wanted to bring up. But while I'm doing that, friend, talk to the people. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm pausing because this is a lot. And sometimes you don't realize it's a lot until, of course, you're like dead smack in the middle and it's like, oh, it's water on all sides. Mm-hmm. I can't swim. Um, so for me, the 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 negative self talk is it's more so negative self actions. Is that the thing? Can we make yeah. that a thing? Okay. Um, self sabotage. Self. So I lowball myself. Mm-hmm. So whereas I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily talk crazy to myself, but I guess I do talk crazy in not doing the thing or doing the things like I, I be holding myself at a lower standard like I'm some kind of basic bitch sometimes but I'm clearly like top notch and I'm I'm out here acting like Everclear when I could be Ciroc if that's a better <laughs> oh, um, no, okay I get what you're saying though yeah okay. yeah so yeah, you can't you I'm, you can't be out here acting like this the Boston when bitch you actually somebody else oh, you're bigger you than that. There you go. <laughs> okay, there we go. So, um, and so then the people closest to me, you know, they're comfortable, especially my husband, the closest person to me. Like you know, my other half, he's like, hey, what you doing? You like you could do. A, X, A through Z, like you don't have to just stop at C. You can go through the whole alphabet, yet you're not doing it. And it's like, I hear that. It's like, I don't take it as like, you know, they boosting me. I take it like, that's the truth. But for whatever reason, it don't connect. You know how when you send a text message and you can kind of see the line at the top going all the way over to let you know the message went through? But it stopped right there. Or when you're trying to connect to the internet on your phone and the line go across and it just stops. And you can't go to the next page or whatever you're searching for. That's what it'd be like in my mind sometimes. Like, she connecting, but why don't go through? I don't know. I'm tired of this shit, friend. What's the first point, friend? The first point is um, find the the source. Find the source. Okay. So before we get to that, I want to read like a, a couple lines from this piece. And the, okay. the monologue is Juanita Sims from For Color Girls. Somebody almost walked away with all my stuff. Not my poems or a dance I gave up in the street, but somebody almost walked off with all of my stuff. Like a kleptomaniac working hard and forgetting while stealing. This is mine. This ain't your stuff. Now why, would, why don't you put me back and let me hang out in my own self? Like it, uh, this is mine, Juanita Sims. That's my name. Now give me my stuff. I see you hiding my laugh and how I sit with my legs open sometimes to give my crotch some sunlight. And there goes my love, my toes, my chewed up fingernails. Nigga, 
with the curls in your hair. Mr. Louisiana Hotlink, I want my stuff back, my rhythms and my voice. Open my mouth and let me talk you out of throwing my shit in the sewer. This is some delicate leg and whimsical kiss. I got to have to give to my choice without you running off with all my shit. Mm. Now you can't have me unless I give me away. And I was doing all that to you run off on a good thing. With Who is this you left me with? This is my favorite line. Who is this you left me with? Some simple bitch with a bad attitude. Bitch. <laughs> I used to teach parts of this um, in my African-American lit class in conversation with cranes in the sky. Um, and uh, Erica Badu's bag lady. Like if you put them all together, it's one whole lesson in not just letting go, but reclaiming divine feminine power. Let's do that. But in order to do any of that, you got to figure out where this shit is coming from. Yeah. That's the part. Because it's not you. The thing that I know from years of therapy and then when I started doing like the soul work with the soul coach is the critical voices in your head are not you talking to you. They are someone else who has, all right, let's do it this way. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. When somebody is critical of you, you make an agreement with that person that they are correct and then you carry that with you. You carry that agreement. Self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever. They say this thing about you, you believe it and then you do it. Um, but they only have to do it a few times, one or two. And depending on how, in how high regard you hold this person, the fast, it fast tracks the 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 sting of their criticism so if it's somebody that you don't care nothing about somebody in the street saying oh i don't like your shirt you don't give a fuck about that person saying that they don't like your shirt because right. who is this nigga but if your best friend says oh girl i don't like that shirt you might think about it a little bit longer it might bother you if your mama say oh you going to school with your hair looking like that even if you worked on that hairstyle for however the fuck long and you really like how you look, it will change the way you think about that hairstyle and your ability to do your hair because your mama was critical. If you care about what your mama thinks, because I know some people, not everybody gives a fuck about what their mama thinks and kudos to you. But finding that original source it can be one person. It could be a group of people. Because to be honest, I could, it's easy for me to point my grandma because that's the person that whose head, whose voice I hear in my head. That's who I hear saying these things to me. But she wasn't alone. It was a group of people. And what's strange, this is just, it's not strange. It's not strange because there's no such thing as coincidence. Um, this morning in my Facebook memories was... Uh, the picture from my senior yearbook from high school that my cousin found, my little cousin found in um, at the school or whatever. She was cleaning them out and she looked through them and she saw my picture and she pulled it up 
And I'm looking at this picture and I'm looking at all these fucking activities and shit that I did in high school. And I was just like, bitch, was it the crack that I was smoking? Because <laughs> did I ever sleep? You know what I'm saying? Right. Did I, I didn't have time to do anything but be in school and doing some kind of activity. And I did all of that, and I still did not feel like any of it meant a damn thing. The only thing that I knew it was doing for me was padding my college applications so that I could go to school for free, because that's what I was trying to do. But when I look at it now, it's just like, God damn, girl, you were doing that. I don't see it that I didn't see it that way then. I don't see it that way now. I, <sighs> I'm looking at, <laughs> when I look at that, I think about all the people that told me what else I could be doing, who were trying to move the goalposts for me. And I think about how often I would then pick up the ball and run to the next goalpost and not consider the goalpost I had just passed or just gotten to. What I'm saying here is, it might not be just one person that did this, that started this, but figure out who, is, who was the most critical person in your life. Who is the person who always, always got a critique? Then once you do that, <laughs> you have to not only find the source, you got to consider the source. Mm. Mm. consider the source that's the word I was looking for last night consider consider mm. the source and I'm not saying you got to read anybody for filth you can do it in your K the other way journal but read that motherfucker for filth do that huh be honest with them with yourself about them if I think about my grandmother, God rest her soul, sis was miserable my life, my whole life. And I knew her for 30 years. She was miserable for 30 years for a multitude of reasons. The majority of them could have been fixed had she decided to choose herself and choose peace. But she chose violence toward the world and toward herself to protect her from injury. I don't have any judgment of that other than, friend, you could have went a different way. You ain't have to do that to yourself. You didn't have to do that. But that's what you knew to do because that's what was modeled for you. When we talk about this kind of, of, of thing, this is a pattern of behavior that we pass down from person to person. Black women, your mama was criticized, so she criticized you. Mm -hmm. Her mama was criticized, so she criticized her. All like it, it, it's a thing. Part of it was out of protection, you know. They want to, to keep you safe and and teach you the right way for whatever reasons, with the right way in quotes. So they have to break you down. It's like hazing, or what hazing is supposed to be. Hazing is supposed to be a process by which a person is reformed or remade into the mm, image hmm, of the organization uh, 
that they're joining. But what do we have to do to you to get you to reform? We have to completely change the way you think about yourself and the organization and what it is that we're trying to do. Your worldview. We have to change your worldview. This shit that they do to us is fucking hazing. I think that's why we like it. But (laughs) (laughs) it's hazing. We haze you. From a young age, I train you to dislike yourself, to confine yourself, to constrain yourself. I have to do this. I can't let you be free. Why can't I let you be free? Because I wasn't free. I wasn't allowed to be free. I don't know what that looks like, and I'm scared of it. Because anything can happen to you, because the world don't understand free black bodies, especially a free female black body. They don't understand that. So I have to teach you. I have to put you in line. And the only way I know how to do that is violence and criticism. I'm already tired, friend. I'm already tired. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> mm. Shit. <laughs> um, the, you know what's weird about that? And then those that don't go through the process of being violated um, or criticized, they are seen as less than, like, like they're not as good as those that went through it. And, you know, for for a lot of years, a lot of people, like, they resonate with it. Like, that makes sense to them. Like, yeah, you know, you know, you didn't go through this process, so, you know, you rate the same. But if I'm joining an organization, <laughs> it'd be so hard to 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 use the word sisterhood, brotherhood, or family, or something like that. We're not just necessarily talking about fraternities or sororities. Like, it's a lot of organizations that there are processes that come before your initiation, and they be kind of rough around the edges, and I'm going to just leave it at that, but um, it's to me, it's hard to use that sisterhood, brotherhood, family, those terms. But look what you did to me for me to become a part of this family. And why? Why? But, friend, here's the thing <sighs> the process for one particular chapter of an organization and I'm not necessarily speaking about black Greek letter organizations because I'm not a member I'm just saying chapter as a as a um, a generalized term for yeah. a subset of a larger organization or a larger group the process in one place might be different at one chapter might be different from the process in another chapter 20 miles down the road or two states over or across the other the other side of the, of the fucking country, it might be completely different. There might there are some here. Here's the thing: there are some similarities that the organization has sent down. Some things that you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. You got to fill right. out these forms. You got to write this check. You got to pay some dues, and you got to fill out your information. That's right. that's that's general. Now specifically. Here are the other things that happen, right? Right. 
And we know that blackness is not a monolith. So the black experience, though it has some similarities, that shit is not monolithic, meaning there's not a one way that this thing happens. Everybody's house is different. But we have, we have to take a moment and say, in a lot of black houses, black homes, where, is the, where there is a black woman caring for black girls, there is a fuck ton of criticism and competition that is designed, not necessarily by the mother, but is designed to bring that black girl into submission into alignment some of it is intentional and some of it is just habitual because the cycle hasn't been broken sometimes you do have a parent who is breaking their child down just for the fun of it because they broken on the inside and sometimes they do it because it's a habit because they don't know no better other than to be critical i was watching uh tiktok because you know i love tiktok Clearly. And one of my favorite um lady it's the lady that does the auntie videos where she be uh <laughs> when she be going before the inauguration she was uh she's aka she was going to um check on everything for her sorrow. That shit is funny to me. But she was talking about um she got a friend that can't help but be negative. She don't know how to do nothing else. Mm. And even when something really good happening, she's just going to find the negative in everything. That's habitual. She wasn't born like that, but that was what she was exposed to. So it became the way that she engaged with the world. I have to find the negative. Yeah. That's not, that's not normal, y'all. If, if not... That's not normal, and it's not fucking okay. That is and a burden. Be told, look how much to me it takes more out of you to be that way, bitch. That shit wears you out. That's and, what, yeah. Aren't that's you tired? Why, that's why we get sick so fast. That's why we are best friends with cancer and fucking heart disease because we carry that shit. That shit is violent to your body. It fucks with you. It rewires your brain. Why would you want to continue to do that? It's so... The shit is fucking whack. It's whack as fuck. It's dumb. It's disrespectful. What it... it, If you're Christian, this, this kind of shit vexes the Holy Spirit. I know this for a fact because I asked my bishop. I was in the room with a bishop with my bishop and a couple elders, we were talking about what it means to vex the Holy Spirit. This is what it means. This is one of the things that vexes the Holy Spirit because the Bible tells you don't do it. This is one of the things that vexes the Holy Spirit when you don't talk to yourself as if you were a divine being. That that vexes the Holy Spirit. For non-Christians, you are adding weight you are you are you are hurting your higher your higher self is like bitch what is your problem yeah. that hoe ain't talking about me are you fucking kidding me <laughs> what's she talking about can't be me cannot be me because your higher self knows exactly who you are 
And none of that is the shit that you say to yourself. So why the fuck do you let people, here we go. Why you let people that don't know you talk shit to you about you? And then why do you do it to yourself? Good God, why do you, do you not know you? Or, or flip side, cause this is where I'm at with it. I know exactly who I am and I'm scared of that bitch. Friend, is it a fear? It's fear. You know what? So, uh, are we scared of the power that's inside? Yes, bitch, because listen. Well, where did that come from? Everything that we're taught about being powerful is critical. Anytime, uh. if, you, if you think about a woman who has sexual autonomy and power, I, I feel like I just put an N in there. Not on purpose. My nose stopped up. Sexual autonomy and, and sexual power, she owns that. They call her a hoe. They do. They do. They absolutely. They can't wait to go find the hole and call them. If you find, if there's a woman who owns herself, owns her finances, right? And it's very clear about what her financial situation is and what she wants out of life. Oh, she greedy. She a gold digger. She a scammer. She a, you know, that kind of thing. A woman who owns her intellectual power. The power of her brain. Even though black people swear they love smart people, they don't. They don't. Y'all don't like it. It's a small percentage that does. She thinks she's better than everybody else because she's smart. Yeah. She thinks she's smarter oh, than everybody else. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, you know, you know, oh, you triggered me. I'm finna go. <laughs> when I went to college, <laughs> oh my god, somebody said, oh, she changed since she went to college. You wanted me to stay the same? You, I wasn't I supposed to. What ain't that the point of going to college? No, it's how you're learning. You, no, you're you supposed to stay you, the same. You, you go mature and you go. But here's but the see thing. what it what it was. You at the house, yeah. I'm not at the house. I'm at Bitch. the college house. You're insecure about the fact that you're still at the house. But here's the thing, though, Nikki. I never, ever, 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 ever tried that person on some you stupid type shit why you ain't going to school type shit it wasn't about that I went to college because I didn't have no fucking skills or no trade bitch all I know how to do is read so I'm gonna go over here and read the shit that they gonna put in front of me and get this degree I never downplayed that person or down them for not making that decision when I come home on the weekend come fucking pick me they trying to pick me up come pick me up mm-hmm. let's go out and play issue with what you got going on but you had an issue with yourself and you projected that shit on me friend the thing that i've had to keep reminding myself of in the last 24 days of this year is we are all like extras in everybody else's movie they are the star and we are extras in their movie so even though you might be a co-star you might be a supporting uh, actress, you might be a guest star, you might be an extra, you might be um, part of the background noise that they play on the street. It don't fucking matter. That person is the star, and whatever they got going on in their head is whatever they got going on in their head. They ain't got shit to do with you. So, yeah, it's an insecurity thing. They did project that onto you, but it, there was no convincing that you could have done to stop the, the monologue that they had going on in their head, which was. I ain't shit because I ain't go to college. And why I couldn't go to college? Jocelyn went to college. And who the fuck is she? I must be, why I couldn't get my shit together? Why didn't nobody 
believe in me enough to send me to college. I like doing X, Y, and Z and wanted to be a such and such, but then nobody, you know what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? That ain't got nothing to do with you. If you if you have an idea, and that's that's what bothers me, or that's why we don't understand why people will let, leech off of us, or why they try to like uh, use us and shit. It's because they can see glimpses of what we're capable of, shit that we either are afraid to see or refuse to see. They see that shit and they want a piece of it. Well, how come I can't see that? Mm-hmm. Well, not not that I can't. I don't want to. Why well, don't want to? Mm-hmm. Leave because if I look at that and I embrace that and I lay claim to that and I say, oh, this is a real thing that I can have, then that means I have to finally and completely say that all of this negative shit that I've been believing about myself, all this shit I've been holding on to has, is now and has always been a fucking lie. But if I let go of that, then... That, and that's the narrative I've been living off of, then who am I going to be? That's, that's what I mean by it's fear. It's just, like, it's just like when you teach a child how to ride a bicycle with training wheels and they ride the Damn. bicycle proficiently with training wheels. It don't matter if they can yeet all around your yard, your driveway, they're up and down the street with no training wheels. The first time you take no training wheels off, there's a little piece of, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And they might even fall. Period. And you can fall on a bicycle with training wheels. You can absolutely fall. But as soon as some training wheels come off, it's like, oh my God, I don't, I can't do this no more. You've been doing it. You just rolled your ass up the street just now. <laughs> Going seven miles an hour, legs just thumping. The little tassels on your bicycle just flapping in the wind. And now, here you go, you can't ride it. The same shit, you, it's the same shit. Girl. I think so. Jesus Christ. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Once you say it out loud, there's an accountability in mm-hmm. that. And so sometimes we're afraid to even speak things because we know. Because mm-hmm. when you know better, you're supposed to do better. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And so if you say it out loud, Oh God, this is lame. When you say this shit out loud, mm-hmm. you gotta go and do something about it. Well, you should go and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- this is where we're trying to get to, guys. Um, you know, find the source, consider the source. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever fear there is, like. I mean, you, got, you really got to walk it over to the trash can. You got to walk it over to the trash can. Um, it's going to be a lot of heavy sighing in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm already, yeah, I'm tired. I'm fin- I'm, I'm just going to fall asleep on the sofa. I'm already tired. I, already <laughs> I don't know what these people are going to eat for yeah. breakfast because I'm about to fall on the floor. Um... And considering the source, again, ain't no point in judging. That's the hard part. This shit is work. That's why we tell y'all this shit is work. This is fucking work. Because when you think about how somebody talked to you, and and, and I'm going to be completely transparent. I told my grandma when I was maybe like 19 or 20, 
I had been in college for two years. I had made a few friends. I had been in a band, all this other kind of stuff. And my grandma talked to me sideways um, one weekend when I came home. And I said, do you know niggas in the street don't even talk to me the way you talk to me? People that I have cussed out to their face don't even talk to me the way you talk to me. And I ain't did shit to you, but be born. That's some bullshit. Because it was. Well, let me tell you something. The fact that I knew that and still listened to that crazy bitch was, was insane in itself. I could not, at 20 years old, separate her from her behavior. Meaning, I couldn't separate this person who herself was going through other things, had her own issues that she was carrying and her own pain and trauma and unresolved whatever the fuck from her own upbringing and her life from the output of that. I saw all of it as the same thing. Now as an adult, I can look at it and go, well, as as a person who has gone through these processes and thought about them and, and, and whatever else, I can see her as a person apart from her behavior because she was not her behavior. Her behavior was a byproduct of her, the, of the way that she dealt with her own trauma. And I can't judge her for that because God damn it, if don't nobody else know that I misbehaved because I was hurt, bitch, I do. I do now. Yeah. I definitely showed my ass on people because I didn't know how to um, heal or deal with my own issues. I definitely did that. So I know how, I know better than to judge her for that now. But in considering the source, I had to look at her as a whole person and not judge her for that and then go about the process of removing the judgment from my own shit. So when I think about stuff and this is the part of it that I'm working on now when I think about some of the things that I've said to myself some of the opportunities that I've missed some of the moments that I've had that I should have been celebrating that I did not celebrate I don't judge myself for that because I didn't know no better my grandma didn't know no better that's not an excuse that's me removing judgment she did not know any better because if she knew better she would have did better period And I know that because I looked at her life. I looked at the way that she handled day-to-day things. When she would learn a new piece of information about something, she would apply that information if she felt like it was necessary. But she didn't do that with her life because they weren't taught how to do that. So I can't judge her for that. And she didn't seek out that information because she didn't believe that she could. Something stopped her from doing that. Something in her head said it wasn't worth it. This is how it's supposed to be. You're just supposed to live like this and then you die. My my reward will probably be on the other side. Whatever the fuck. I don't know what she thought about it because we didn't have those conversations because she didn't believe in talking to children. And as long as I lived, I was still a child, even when I was a rusty grown woman. <laughs> so now I'm saying this to say to y'all, you have to consider all of that. And sometimes it ain't fun. You want to be mad. I'm telling you, sis, go ahead and be mad because I was mad at that bitch for a long time a long time be mad get all that shit out and then once you get all that shit out get back to work bitch because you ain't got time to be carrying this dumb shit i'm talking to myself jesus christ consider the fucking source even if it's somebody outside of your family even if it's your if it's people that you fuck with 
in your regular day to day. Like I said, you wouldn't let nobody else talk to you crazy the way you let people that you care about talk to you crazy. And you wouldn't let the people that you care about talk to you the way that you talk to you. So cut all that shit out. Just don't let it's, nobody It's in. levels to the fuckery. Listen. <laughs> oh. Listen. What, what's number two? <laughs> My God. Oh, here we go. Talk back. Well, we all know how to do that. I'm sure we got in trouble for it growing up talking oh, back. Oh, I know. I did. I did. Yeah, I... You know, I, I'm not a back talker. I was a stair stumper. Hmm? Like I would stump up the stairs. Mm. You know what's funny about that? What? Your baby do it? She doesn't know. No. It not, she does not stump upstairs. She don't slam doors. She's a back talker. <laughs> oh, I'm about sure. to pull your lips sure. over your face. Ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she back talk in the pettiest of ways. So she don't do it in like no, you know, no high octave voice or anything like that. It just be like a, well, I mean, like she just got, she want the last, she want the last word. That's what it is. She want the last word. Nigga, you're eight. Why do you need the last word? <laughs> what, what you trying to prove? <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> oh talk back so yeah when those negative thoughts come up you got to go ahead and shut them down because here's the thing again you wouldn't let nobody talk to you so if you out in the street and somebody walk up to you and be like yo ugly hoe the first thing you can say back is probably i know me i'm a your mama like I'm not finna yo oh why you talking to me like that? You don't know me. Who so, are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Like I might, I might just keep walking because I know you're not talking to me. That part, yeah. You gonna almost have to be like, hey, you in the black jacket and the um <laughs> and the boots. I'm talking to you. Oh. <laughs> Come on, boots. Oh, you talking to me? Oh, I don't even know you. And then you know y'all might get into some games and shit. But you wouldn't just accept that nonsense for that foolery. I mean, we cuss out people on the road and they can't even hear us. Why would Come you not cuss, why would you not get yourself in check for talking to you crazy? You you cussing at somebody who ain't heard shit you said. You not can hear yourself. Word. Cause Don't my friend cussed at somebody the other day in her car. No poke to hear her. I ain't gonna call no names or whatever, Me? but you know they did that. I did I will say it Friday. I did. I sure oh did. my god, that is too funny. But yeah, all the way so out. Like, when you, what would you? Yeah, cut, cut, hey, hey, people, dear people, cut that out. Find Jocelyn. Don't, don't do it. You start talking crazy to yourself. Ah, ah. <laughs> hit the camera. Ah, ah. Stop. So think about it. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> think about it, but. My soul coach gave me um, this jewel that I'm about to pass on to y'all. Give, give your negative self-talk a name. Mm. Oh. So when that bitch starts talking, you just tell her, not today. But the thing is, you have to do it lovingly because that's still a part of you. And, my and, shit gonna be Carisha. Carisha, please. <laughs> my, um, my, my negative self-talk, her name is Tina. Oh wow! 
And I just be like, not today, Tina. No, Tina. Mm-mm. Tina. And then sometimes I don't really be here for the shits. I be like, Tina, shut the fuck up, bitch, because ain't nobody asked you. Oh, my other person who lived in my head was named Casey when I was a teenager. I don't oh. know what she was. Yeah, bitch. I have several people that live in my head. <laughs> and Casey, I don't know what Casey went, but she, I don't, I don't even know if, I think she was all right, though. But look, <laughs> yeah, Car- Carisha about to be my negative voice because I just want to say Carisha, please. That shit is hilarious to me. But um, give it a night. I like that because yeah, then you are. But th- it takes it outside you- of you. It helps you see that it's not you. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, but will Tina ever die? I don't. I don't. Okay, because like I said. Part of the critic, part of my self criticism, helps me do things more efficiently. So, like if I'm, if I'm, like I told you, like if I'm packaging up something, I'm going to listen to the criticism um, of the packaging so that I can do something better. Because I want my clients to receive something. Uh, I want to give something, somebody something that I would want to receive. Right. So I critique it in that way. And I think that's her too. But the other shit is where I be like, okay, girl, simmer down. I don't know if she's ever going to die, but I do want her to shut the fuck up consistently. Um, I think negative self-talk in small doses. No, no, no. I ain't gonna even play the ball-headed ass game. The the way that I'm talking about negative self-talk, the bitch got to die. Criticism, self-criticism or critiquing something that I'm doing is a totally different animal. So, yeah, Tina got to die. I just, right now, I said it out loud on the show. Tina got to die, bitch. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I mean, let's if we're gonna do it, do it. I talk back to her some days more than others, and the things that I say to her are often. It's often like, um, it's kind of like she's an aggravating ass little sister or younger sibling. Okay. Um. Or <laughs> let me not say that. Uh, when you're in class, that one motherfucker that just get on your nerves in class, uh, that always ask stupid questions, the way you talk to them. If I can give you an image, it's like my higher self is like Will Smith when he be pointing at Jada in that dress. You know what I'm talking about? My higher self is showing Tina the evidence of how bad she, how, how wrong she is. Mm. So I'll be like, or she'll say something like, okay, let's, I'm, fuck it. We, I'm already tired. I don't give a fuck. We out here. Um, I'm making trinket trays for Kay the other way. And I was leaving the thrift shop and I said to Tiffany, what if I make these and nobody buys them? What if I'm wasting my time and my money? 
doing this and nobody buys them. And she said, why would you even think that? Well, that ain't me thinking that. That's Tina. Because Tina has had experience with me doing things that nobody has supported. Right? Tina completely forgets the fact that I have purchased hundreds of canvases in the past four years as a business owner that are no longer in my home, that are actively on the walls of other people's homes from this edge of the country to California, top to bottom. Tina forgets that. All Tina cares about is the fact that at some point, somewhere, somebody said something wasn't going, something that I did was not going to work. Ain't nobody going to buy that. Ain't nobody, don't nobody want this. That's the thing that she wants to remind me of every time I try something new. So I have to point to Tina, point out to Tina, baby girl, we just came off of the second year of holidays the other way. If it had been a bust, I wouldn't have did it again. We're coming into the, what, hmm, 11th month of me selling journals. If it hadn't worked, they would be in a box somewhere or at the Goodwill because I would have gave them away. Friend, whatever the fuck it is that you think you're you saying to me, it has nowhere to land. It, it can't hurt me. I got that from my therapist. Shout out to McKinney Austin. It can't do nothing to me. It ain't got nowhere to land. So be quiet. Go on back over there in the corner and drink a coffee and chill out. Leave me alone. That takes work for me. Talking back to the negative voice. It takes work. But I'm willing to do the work to do that little thing because I'm tired of that bitch running my life. Some areas it's easier than others. And we've had this conversation. It's easier for me to talk to her about tangible physical things. It's harder for me to talk to her about how I feel about myself. When I get down on myself, it's harder for me to tell her to shut up. Because that is the narrative that I know best. That is the narrative that brings me comfort. It explains everything. It, it is the overarching theme of my life. <sighs> but talk back. Give that hoe a name. Show her where she's wrong. Get you some friends that will show her where she's wrong. Because my friends do that. My friends will tell Tina that she's wrong. Even though they don't, they don't know that they're talking to Tina, they'll tell Tina that she's wrong. They'll show Tina where she got it fucked up at. And I appreciate that. It keeps everything moving smoothly. It helps me heal. Oh, Jesus. Friend, are you ready for the third point or you want to stay right here for a little while? Let me tell you something. This shit so um um hair raising and fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> go go ahead on. All right. So the next point is rewrite the script. Mm-hmm. So after you have considered the source, mm-hmm. after you done figured out where the shit comes from, mm-hmm. after you done talk back to the person that you hear in your head, 
you have to rewrite the script. Rewrite you the redo your whole paper over. You got to re- you got to do the paper again. I was telling Tiffany this the other night because she was writing um, something for one of her classes, and something happened, and she couldn't pull up the document again. And I was like, "Let me just tell you how crazy I am." When I was in graduate school, I would write off the top of my head as much free write, as much information as I could remember with quotes from the passage, research, all that shit, as much as I could get that all out of my system and put that in a separate document and then start the paper all over from the beginning of the introduction. So I would have uh, two papers for every, just about every paper that I wrote. Why? Because that I knew that first draft was trash, but it was important to me to get that shit out, let it do what it's going to do so that the real ideas could come forth. I'm not saying you have to do all that. What I'm saying is if you talk to yourself like you're crazy, if you are, if you find yourself finding the negative, always waiting for the other shoe to drop every single day in every situation, if you find yourself incapable of enjoying anything or celebrating your wins, celebrating your victories, you have to rewrite your script. You have to rewrite your narrative. You have to find a way (laughs) to get yourself in a place where self-love is the order of the day. Because my friends, time is winding down for this dumb shit. We don't have an infinite amount of time in these meat suits. Why not make it the best that it can possibly be. Why continue to hold on to this stupid shit that was passed down to us from people who didn't know no better? Why? Why pass this shit down to other people? Could we do it to everybody? We criticize each other. When my homegirl told me that like she can tell when I'm in a bad mood or when I'm down on myself because I'm so critical and judgmental of her. And I was like, bitch, scalp me. Oh, wow. And I didn't even notice it. She was like, yeah, I can tell when you're going through, like when you're in a rut, because if I ask you about something that I'm doing, you will critique it to the letter. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Well, so now, well, now, <laughs> now, I have, now I have to go back, number one, and reevaluate the way that I offer. Here we go. The way that I engage with people when I feel myself being in a rut. The second thing is I have to acknowledge that not everybody needs this critique. The third thing is don't be out here just running people, running up and through, you know, pulling kick dogs on people's shit. All they want to know is, did you, did you read it? Did you look at it? Did you listen to it? Did you engage with it? Yes or no? And if they ask, do you like it? Figure out a way to say, I'm proud of you for doing this thing and stop right there. Don't add nothing else to it. If you feel like, if you, if you know you in a rut, just don't do that. Cause who the fuck asked you? It's the same thing I have to ask Tina. Shut up, Nikki. Cause then nobody asked you. You know, what's funny about that. My, I have a homegirl in uh, California and she makes uh, natural 
feminine product. So like uh, Yoni washes, uh, Yoni pops for like, you know, freshening up or like BV yeast infection type stuff. Like she made that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoni steams, the herbs for all of that. But anywho, and she makes elderberry syrup. I thought I didn't say if she's not in a good place, she won't fill your order. So, because she don't want to put no bad energy in your products that she going to send to you. And I love that. I, I love that. So it made me think about when you say, you know, when you're in a bad mood, you critique, mm-hmm. other, you know, critique that person or whatever when you're in a rut. And I love the fact that if she's in like in a horrible place or not even feeling well, she will not go into the lab at all, you know. Um, and so we have to find ways to, to do things like that. Um, and of course, that's, a, that, that's actually... Once you're able to recognize it, so the fact that somebody brought it to your attention, that was beautiful. I think we've talked about stuff like that in past shows on like, um, uh, I can't remember which show it was, but we talked about actually somebody bringing the shit to your attention and you doing something about it. So that's beautiful. It's good that you had a friend to say, hey, (laughs) I noticed this thing. Like, Girl, this shit was hard to hear and I rejected it almost immediately. Of course you did. You earth sign. <laughs> you bitches. But anyway, um Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was beautiful. Um, you know, when when people tell you stuff and, and this goes into considering the source too. Let me flip it just a little bit. When somebody say something to you, you always need to consider the source. But sometimes they're considering the source they're not being wrong so if if the person closest to you brings to your attention something don't automatically because and and this is me talking to me and this is another rule of thumb i'm gonna give you friend remind me to give them a rule of thumb um because i don't want to forget that in making this point okay um we can't always be defensive when they say something to us because most of the time well you got to You know your clientele, and I I stole that from um Cat Williams. You have to know your clientele. So this person don't mean you no harm. Like they've really always kind of been on your side, your cheerleader, your your support system. If they say something to you that you don't like before reacting, just really look at who said it to you. That consider your source. Well, and if you still having a problem with dealing with what they say, ask yourself, well, why would they say this to hurt me? What would they gain from this by hurting me? This, that, and the third. And at some point, you can realize that, you know what? The statement that they're making is probably true. It's something I need to work on. I need to consider. I need to think about whatever it is they're talking about um, in, in reference to, you know, calling you out on whatever. It might be something you truly need to look into. We can't always jump and be like, you coming for me. And like I said again, y'all, I'm talking to myself because I used to have this issue. I always think somebody coming for me. But one day I had to ask myself, well, why is that person, why do you think that person is coming for you? They've never given you any reason to come for, I mean, that ain't even what they do. But sometimes when we don't want to deal, because it's too much, a lot of the times when somebody tell us something, it's not that we don't really believe it. We don't want to deal with it and fix it because we know that it's going to take probably an obscene amount of work or it's just going to actually just take some 
admitting. You're going to have to admit that it's true and you don't want to. So if, as opposed to that, it's easy just to be like, you fucking lying and you trying me. Ain't nobody lied or tried. You shut your ass up. But anywho, um, so I just want to kind of, I wanted to flip considering the sort because of what Nikki just told us because sometimes we need, we also need a good voice Mm-hmm. To let us know, you know, because we already got the bad voices in our head. That can't, no, can't nobody pull them out because them in our head. But if you have a, a a physical voice outside of you talking to you, again, if they're talking crazy to you, you're going to nip that. But if they talking to you about some crazy shit you're doing, c- consider who they are and who they are to you and what they've been to you and go from there. Um, My rule of thumb. When you, when we're out here giving advice to each other and talking to each other and helping somebody through something, because just like we won't let a motherfucker talk crazy to us in the street, most of us will tell somebody else that we love or somebody else that we, um, you know, um, communicate with on a regular basis. We'll probably tell them not to talk to themselves crazy like that. When you do that, make sure you talk to yourself that at the same time too. Make sure you uh, you. Make sure you're looking at yourself, um, too, because when I'm talking to Nikki about something that she may be having an issue with or I ask her a question or it leads to some real shit, I never leave myself out of it. Even if I don't say it out loud to her, I deal with it with myself, you know, if there's no space for me to get in what I need to get in, because sometimes it needs to be about the other person, and, and I mean, that's just whatever, but my point is, rule of thumb, when you're talking to somebody about some shit, when you're trying to help them through some shit, don't forget to talk to yourself, too, because probably seven times out of ten, I ain't gonna say nine times, probably seven times out of ten, you might be dealing with some, a little bit of that, maybe, especially when we're talking about self-sabotage and self-crazy talk and all that type of shit, we all do it. Um, but sometimes some voices are louder than others. Some people do it more than others. And so all I'm saying is don't leave yourself out of helping somebody else because we're always, we, we always need to be checking ourselves to make sure we do it. So, friend, I know you, um, you, you got something to say. Go ahead. No. Um, I don't know what was happening right now. I don't. I, honestly, <laughs> I think I fucked around and hit the shit by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's okay. But I tell you, I'm tired. Oh, y'all to help me, Holy Ghost. So I think, friend, we have given them generalities. I'm going to fall on the sword. And because I know y'all know that we're real friends. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when we have these conversations, we tend to always agree with each other or come from the same place. But we do have a point of contention or we do have a a bit of a sore spot between us um, when it comes to negative negative self-talk. And it actually came out, what was that, last week? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So before we get into that, I want to say in case this shit go all the way to the left, because it just might. Um, it's been really fun doing this show. 
<laughs> I always wanted to be on the radio, and now I got my own podcast, so it's like, check that box. Um, <laughs> so when we talk about negative self-talk, for me, it's not really low-hanging fruit to do this, but I'm going to be completely transparent. I don't think we've ever been this clear about anything on this show before ever. But we're going to do it now. When I look at myself in the mirror, I don't see a beautiful woman. Mm. I don't. I'm looking for blemishes. I'm looking for um, crust in my eye. Um, looking for, I'm looking at how much weight I've gained or lost. I'm looking at my hair. I'm critiquing. I don't feel beautiful or attractive by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And on the rare occasions that I do, the moment is fleeting. It's not a sustained feeling. I'm not one of those people who, I don't take a lot of selfies. I don't like selfies. I don't like taking pictures of myself at all. I don't like being photographed at all. And 100% of that is because, ugh, (laughs) every opportunity, somebody was always telling me something about how I looked. I was never as pretty as my mother. I was never, I I would never be as pretty as my mama. And this is why I'm telling you, you have to consider the source because part of the reason why my grandmother felt that way is because my mama had shut her out of her life until probably like maybe a year before she died when them doctors told her that there was nothing else that they could do for her and this cancer was going to take her out of the game. That's when she started, that's when she told her mama that she had cancer, a couple, like right before she died. And that's when they actually started talking to each other again. So my grandmother had fucked up the relationship with my mother such that, and it's true for black people anywhere, for most people, when somebody died, we make them into the most perfect creature that ever lived. It's weird. We refuse to give them their flowers while they are living. We wait until they die and tell everybody how beautiful they were, how much they loved them, how amazing they were, all this other kind of shit. So when my mother died, she became this precious angel that never did anything wrong, et cetera, et cetera, which I know is impossible because she was human. But I grew up competing with my mother's ghost. So I I was told I would never be as smart as she was, as pretty as she was, as talented as she was. Um, And you can't win when you're competing with a dead person because everybody has made them into a saint. You can't win. But that doesn't necessarily stop you from trying. Now, in my younger days, I looked very much like my mother. And then I started gaining weight, so now I look like my daddy. Totally fine. I don't care. But no matter how I did my hair, no matter how um, how much I worked out, because I had, I had a workout regimen starting in the sixth grade. 
Oh, wow. I, worked, I worked out every day. That's why I told y'all last week, diet culture is a scam because I was on a diet in the sixth grade. I might have weighed 80 pounds. Um, wow. I didn't weigh 100 something pounds until I was going to college. Oh, wow. And I, I had just cracked 100 pounds, like maybe in my junior year. Well, um, But if I gained a little bit of weight, my grandma was on my ass. In fact, Baby girl, I still wear single digit clothes. What are you talking about? Um, and then when I actually did get fat, it was, oh God, it was the worst thing that could have ever happened. So I'm always critiquing myself. Now, if you add on top of that, the fact that I am by my own estimation or by my own description, gender fluid, androgynous, gender bending, gender non-conforming, masculine presenting. You can pick either of any of those that you would like if you've ever seen me or if you follow me on Instagram, any of that. Um, it's hard to see yourself as beautiful when your presentation, number one, shifts drastically in the way that mine has. And I will use drastically in quotes because it hasn't really shifted drastically. I've always worn t-shirts and jeans. From the time that I was allowed to wear t-shirts and jeans, I've worn t-shirts, jeans, and chucks. That has been my uniform with a baseball cap. That has been my uniform up until I got locks and I couldn't fit my locks in a baseball cap. I always wore collared shirts and ties. I always picked masculine clothing. When I was able to buy my own clothes, it was about 50-50 and then it shifted to like 70-30 um, and now it's about 99-1. Mm, 90-10. I'll say 90-10. Masculine clothes to feminine clothes with feminine in quotes because clothes are not gendered. <sighs> but that that freedom to wear what I want to wear and present myself in the style that makes me comfortable has been the albatross around my neck because even though I feel more comfortable in quote masculine clothes I feel like other people especially people that knew me before when I wore heels and skirts and had my nails done and all the other kind of shit and wore makeup I feel like those people um judge me for it and they send me bad energy and they say things to me that are very hurtful and it further diminishes my esteem in myself and makes me feel like less than a person because it's like I don't try to make anybody else be anything other than who they are. If nothing else, my friends will tell you, they can come to me with the raggediest thing about themselves and I will still hype the fuck out of that shit. Well, girl, you know, my ring finger on my left hand is shorter than my ring finger on my right hand. And so the fuck, you just wear a shorter ring, a smaller ring. We're going to accentuate that hoe. Paint that motherfucker a different color. Let the world see. I don't care. Because I don't let my friends talk about how they look. Period. 
because all of my friends are beautiful to me. All of them. But it has been my experience that people that I love very much, which is why we led off the show the way we did. It has been my experience that people that I love very much who claim to love me have said things to me that had somewhere to land because I had Hartsfield Jackson landing strips all over my (laughs) (laughs) Hartsfield Jackson LAX and what's the one in New York the airport LaGuardia LaGuardia if you line them holes side by side that's how much like sensitivity I have in this regard it is one of my biggest Achilles heels is my aesthetic um how I feel about how I look it is when I started free for semi free forming my locks it was oh girl you would look so much better if you just get when it got your hair done I don't want to get my hair done I like the way I like the fact that it's doing this on its own because let me tell y'all something there's there's something so beautiful and poetic about a person who has locks and just lets them motherfuckers go because your hair is doing its own thing. It's doing what it want to do. It's doing, it's divine. It's handling its own business. And all you got to do is keep it clean. That is beautiful. Okay. Well, you know, you will look, why you stop wearing makeup? You will look so much better if you just wore a little bit of makeup. You need a little bit. I don't need shit but a clean face and clear skin. Period. Coming from somebody who had eczema, don't tell me to cover my skin up because I worked a long time to clear my fucking skin up and to get it all the same fucking color. And the fact that it is, even though I have, I know where my scars are and you can't necessarily see them unless I show them to you. I was covered. My skin is brown. My skin with eczema looked like a fucking tire. Eat my ass. Don't tell me what I need to do. Leave me the fuck alone. Well, why you don't wear heels? Because I can't wear heels, nigga. I hurt my foot at work. They overrated. 15 years ago. They really the fuck are, because bitch, I used to wear them. I, work, I, hurt, I hurt my foot seven, what, 15, 16 years ago as a bartender. Fuck my toe up. Can't wear heels. Does it matter? I'm short. I'm still going to be short when I take them hoes off. It don't matter if I'm standing on my tiptoes for a few hours to feel tall and look attractive to you niggas. Fuck y'all. I don't want to fuck you anyway. So what difference does it matter if I look attractive to you? (sighs) Why are you always going into me? This is why I shop by myself too. I used to shop with my friends. But it's one thing for us to go in different sections of the store plus size, petite, whatever. We all on the women's side. But if if five of us and four of y'all go over there and I go to the men's section and you got something to say about me going to the men's section, uh-uh, come over here. Get something from over here. Don't go over there. This is the stuff that I wear. You know, can I, let me interject real quick. Please, please. It's, it's, off, it's off on topic. What I appreciate about where I am there in life, I am so glad what we have today is today and not years ago because I feel like I would have been a person not supporting who you were then. 
And when I listen to stuff, when I listen to you tell stories about past shit, I'd be like, why the fuck would you even do that to her? Like, who says these things? And then I think, then I have to look at myself and say, well, bitch, huh? would you have been that same person, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago? And I have to be honest with myself and say I probably would because I would be going based I would be going based off doctrines that was taught to us by those before us because that's what they believe. So then we believe it too. Like, like I said, it, it, I just kind of wanted to. It was on off topic. Um. Yeah, because and I'm listening. I'm like, bitch, I'm gonna go up here with you. Let yeah. me help you. Cause I can, yeah. cause a bitch like me can pick out some good ties. Let's go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do it. And that's but, like shopping with my male friends, because it wasn't as big of a deal. Because mm. they didn't really give a shit. You know what I'm saying? They would be like, "Oh, well, we wear the same. We wear clothes from the same area, so we can go shop together." And I would go, and we would go and pick out ties and oh look at this suit jacket and whatever the fuck and it felt better now would there be times where I would then go into the women's section and get a bra some panties or whatever the fuck or jeans yeah would they feel a way about that no they wouldn't be like no bring your ass back over here and get these these nigga jeans no nobody does that black (laughs) women do that shit black women will see don't uh uh don't go over there you look like a girl dress like a girl I look like me. I dress like me. I'm a fucking hippie. I was telling you last night, I love a linen thing in the summer. But because I am somewhat gender fluid, I don't want to hear shit when I put on a skirt because you have you feel a certain way about me presenting. I thought she was a stud. I'm not a stud, bitch. I'm masculine presenting. I'm a gender bender. I wear what the fuck I want to wear. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Grow up. Because I didn't say shit when you hoes was walking around here with them 27-piece shits attached to your head looking like a fucking chicken ass. I didn't say nothing to you. I let y'all have that rooster hairdo for far too long. <laughs> I didn't say nothing to you. When you bitches walk out the door with them peekaboo shoulders, I don't say nothing about your shoulder. Why you got on long sleeves with your shoulder out? That don't make sense to me. I don't say nothing to y'all. But as soon as I put on a tie, here you come. Here you come. Yep, here you come. Got something to say. But let me tell you something else. You worry about the wrong fucking thing. You worry about the wrong thing. And I, I really, I really feel like, I don't even know if this is true. I know where it comes from. And it's so sad that it's still it's still like so prevalent in our community. Baby girl, white people still not gonna accept you if you if you follow these heteronormative white supremacist ideas of gender. They still don't give a fuck about you. So quit talking shit to your gay kids, your trans kids, your whatever, gender non-conforming children. Let your children be children. You mad because then nobody let you explore and let you be whole and free. That's why you should let your children be whole and free. Don't criticize them. Don't. If your son want to put some nail polish on his finger, let this shit, it's nail polish, bitch. This shit come off. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? 
Because let me tell you something. As a whole girl, I was not allowed to wear nail polish. You know why? Because my grandma told me whores wore nail polish. Ooh. Come on. You better not put no red nothing on your body because that's what that's what whores wear. Come on. Couldn't wear nothing but chapstick until I was 18 years old. Get the fuck out of my face. But you mad because your son wanna put glitter eyeliner. Let that let that motherfucker do whatever he wants, because guess what? That little nigga might turn around and be a fucking makeup makeup artist, a stylist, or whatever the fuck, a costume designer, or whatever. He's expressing his creativity, and now you don't fuck with that shit. You don't fucked up your own bag. Talking shit, trying to hold on to these fucking bullshit ass binaries. Leave people to fuck alone, nigga. Do your work and heal your own shit, and shut the fuck up talking to me. Cause let me tell you something. Regardless of whether or not you see me as male or female. However you see me, whatever. When I get dressed, when I get, when I put on my shit, I look good. Just like my brother Gucci said, because I'm going to have that shit on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I love it. Fuck these folks. But you look like a whole girl, but you know what? Okay. I do look like a <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, some people just don't, they just dumb. Because, I mean, let me say something real quick because the bitch, Please. I've been holding it. Go. It's amazing to me the motherfucker with the prettiest smile in the room don't want to take a picture. Oh, I hate it. You know why? The the one with the perfect teeth don't want to show the teeth off. You know why? Tell me why. Because when I was growing up, everybody would say, you know, you would look so much better if you smile. Oh, you're so ugly. Why are you making that ugly face? Smile. My face is my face, raggedy bitch. Yeah. My face is my face. Because when you, you do smile, it's like, oh, now y'all really don't want her to smile because that's just shitting on everybody in the room. Do you understand, bitch, that before we got out of this car, this bitch called me 42 raggedy hoes, 13 dirty bitches, and et cetera, and threatened to whoop my ass, which I know she going to do when we get home because I was looking out the window on the way here. But you want me to smile? Eat my ass from the back. And it will always be some creepy Pre, ass old if person. You, Pre, if you keep let, if people keep eating your ass, Tiffany gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to laugh at that. I try real hard. Oh, I try real hard. You cannot keep letting people eat your This is probably the last podcast, y'all, because Nick about to be somewhere with her pretty smile in the dirt. Yeah. Oh, good. Cause my girlfriend. Oh, my God. Dead. I mean, because she likes it. They don't know how to act. They don't. So, anyway, that's the point of contention that Jocelyn and I have because Jocelyn does not understand why I don't see myself as a beautiful person and I'm trying to explain oh, yeah. it to her. I have all the problems with it, everybody. And if, yeah. and if y'all want to write me some hate mess, if I got a problem with it, we just out here at the number two at gmail.com because you can't whoop my ass and I got a problem with it. <laughs> and you, matter of fact, y'all need to have a problem with it and email and tell her she look good. Won't you do that? People. Yeah, I got to Because let me explain something to you. And, and me and so, since, since Nick and I pull out our business. So, mm-hmm. me, one thing you can't tell me, you can tell me anything else in the world. You can tell me that the sky is red. And I, I'm looking at it to be blue. But I'm going to let you tell me it's red. And I believe that. 
What you can't tell me is that my face ain't a motherfucking work of art. You can't tell me that my face ain't shitting on faces for, for years to come and years in the past. You can't tell me I'm not a beautiful motherfucking creature. You 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 ain't gonna be able to do it. If if you say that to me, <laughs> it's like um them rain the, a real raincoat that when the rain hit it, it just falling around. It can't even stick to the coat because the coat said I don't get wet. That's that's what it's like if you tell me I'm not pretty. It'd be like, oh, you wasted your breath. You could have been using that breath to run from a dog, bitch. The, the, the waste your breath to tell me I don't look amazing. You're dumb. <laughs> and your mama raised the hoe. So. <laughs> God damn. But I mean, like, yeah, you, you, nobody, it's nobody in this entire world can tell me that I'm not pretty. It's nobody. Even if you're saying it to your friends because you hating. Somebody in the room gonna say, no, nah, dog, that's not really true. Like, you hating. You gotta say something else about her. Pick something else. Pick something else. <laughs> you gotta pick something else. Oh, she didn't graduate with a high GPA. That's true. That's true. She didn't graduate with a high GPA. Uh-huh. Um, Or, you know... She eat too many Skittles. That's true. That's true. But if you say she ugly, no, no. everybody oh. in the room go. Somebody's gonna go. They they face gonna be like, no, you ain't gonna really be able to say that one, dog. Yeah, you know, call her something else. Call 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 her something else. Say she musty. She might be musty because she working the yard sometimes. Okay, but she ain't ugly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's like she said. That's 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 where we um. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this whole line because, you know, it, it, it's just amazing to me that, like I said, the girl with the the beautiful teeth and the beautiful smile and the cute eyes, even though she blind as hell, but she still got cute eyes. Oh, bitch! Fuck you. Because <sighs> I'm blind, just again. not as hell. Because you wear glasses too. Go I do. I, go all I the do. way to hell and sit down. I do wear glasses too, bitch. I'm <laughs> actually like one point seven five. What's up? But um, yeah. Um, I just I find so many problems with this girl, and I and I use that term very, very disrespectfully. This girl, however she want to take Obviously. it. Clearly, yeah, this girl. Don't see what I see. And I know we all have certain things about us that other people see that we don't see. And and of course, I don't know how to make her see it, but I ain't going to stop trying. In a real world context, when people flirt with me, I have no idea why they're doing it. <laughs> I don't even know that they're doing it. Let's start there. And I also don't know why they do it. Like, what is your, are you, is it the cracky smoke? To the point where one time Tiffany asked me, she was like, if I, let's say we hadn't met the way we met, let's say you were in Barnes and Noble and I walked up to you and I was like, hey, I noticed you from over there. You're really pretty. I would have been like, thank you. And then I would have walked away. She was like, that's, that's what I was like. Yeah, I would have walked off. Cause why the fuck are you talking to me, bitch? You trying to scam me? Like you trying to kidnap me is it's, what the fuck are you doing? Like, leave me alone. Um, when people tell me I'm cute or pretty or whatever, I'd be like, uh, okay. Like, 
thanks. It does nothing for me. Like, I don't expect those kinds of compliments. It does not stop them from coming. Because let me tell you, when a bitch get in drag, when a bitch get in drag, male or female, the hoes be out here. And I'm not calling them hoes. I'm not calling them hoes to be disrespectful. I don't know them by name. But in the right scene with the right ensemble, I get a certain kind of attention. And I don't know why. Because you're cute, bitch. The fuck? Yeah. Um, see what I'm saying? Y'all see how I got a wrangle her? Like, I'm gonna fight this hoe. Like, dead up, square up, our ass. Like, we're gonna be out here fighting like some niggas. Your fist is bigger than mine. I ain't gonna fight you. I don't fight people who are taller than me and who got bigger arms than me. I just right. know. First of all, <laughs> fight anybody. Lil, beat. I ain't gonna fight. I'm gonna go get my pistol. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not finna fight you one-on-one. I'm finna beat you with everything in the room. Because I don't own a a firearm. I would pick up a baby and beat somebody with it. Let's do it. Like (laughs) (laughs) Whatever's available, I'm using it. Not a baby. A whole toddler. Like, come a three-year-old. I'm about to bop you across your head with this three-year-old. Jesus Christ. But, yeah. I, yeah. Friend got to get her life because I ain't with the shit. I you know what's so funny, y'all? What I love about Nikki is that, like she said, that hype shit, she just said that shit because she like to say, let me get y'all a story. So when I first wanted to lock my hair, y'all, I, I, I went around this whole locking thing for two years. Yeah. It took me from the time I decided to the time I did it was two years. That's you know what can happen in two years? A lot. And I remember saying to Nikki, Nicole Renee, I said, I really want to lock my hair, but I don't want to go through the ugly phase. Because see, somebody done taught us that there's an ugly phase in locking your hair. And I, whoever uh, thought ugly motherfucker. Whoever started this shit, your mama is a hoe. And so, um, I said that to her in a text message, and she said, well, friend, how can you go... Th- no, she said, are you ugly? And I said, well, no. She said, well, then how can you go through an ugly face? And I was like, well, look at God. <laughs> and so, of course, I also wanted to consider, you know, at that time, I also considered um, my husband's feelings on me locking my hair because in my mind, I'm like, well, he got to look at me. I want him to have something to look at because he's considered me in hair shit in our relationship. When he went bald, you know, he asked me first, like, hey, bro, what you think? Like, I mean, it had to happen, but what you think? You know, I still appreciate asking me what I thought. Anywho, so that helped me realize that, you know what? My hair don't determine my what my face look like. My face gonna be my face. And how dare you even tell yourself you're gonna go through an ugly phase when you when you don't have an ugly face. You're gonna go through a short hair phase. I mean the hair is short at that time. That's, that's right. That's you're gonna go is. through a beginner lock phase because you are beginning a lock phase. Mm-hmm. But you can't go through something that is not a part of you. You can't go through childbirth if you a man. <laughs> so you can't go through something if that ain't even like that, that ain't even your line. I'm not your line. I mean, you it's can if you're story. trans. You can go through childbirth if you're a trans fan. Really? Yeah, trans men have babies too. Oh, I see. I got you. 
I got you. I had to. I'm slow. I'm back. It's okay. Um, thank you. It's been a long conversation. Um, it's been it a has. long thank, thank you for allowing me to have a stupid moment. But I caught myself real fast. You did. Um, but yeah. So it's like. Yeah, y'all. So she'll hype you until there is no more hype left. Like Flavor Flav ain't got shit on Nikki R. Byram. But this bitch forgets to hype herself. I don't at all. And what we not gonna do in the year of our Lord 2021. We ain't gonna keep going for this shit. So every other day, I'm gonna hit that hoe with this. And she gonna get it together. With this what, friend? I was gonna say she's gonna do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I'm with the shit, when you know this. But um, <laughs> yeah. So you know what I'm saying? What What's up? What's up, Nikki Byron? What you gonna do? Well, I mean, I have, you know, talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> 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 here is to actually do it because um it's like if you I've made myself responsible for it mm-hmm. and say, so you said it aloud I said it out loud and I've said it out loud a few times now so it's mm. let me ask you something when you when you did wear makeup did you did you wear it for others or you wore it because at that time you liked it like how did that go I wore it because I felt like I had to. Okay, you felt like you had to. I felt to. like I, I was you. supposed to. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, because yeah, I remember <laughs> I used to say I wanted to be a model but I didn't want to wear makeup. And people were like, well, you have to wear the makeup. And I'm like, my face don't need makeup, so I want to be a model without makeup. And I believe that subconsciously that's why I didn't really try to pursue that because I didn't want you to put a face full of makeup on me. Now, don't get it twisted. I like eye makeup. I think eyeshadows are like the everything, the mascara, all that, the drama, all of that. That's cute. But just packing my face with stuff and no, oh my God, y'all, no shade to any makeup artist. No shade to people who love makeup. Y'all be out here killing it. Y'all be looking good and y'all be doing great work. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming at y'all. Please don't email me about that because from the bottom of my heart, that is not what I'm saying. I'm I'm not coming for y'all at all. But what I am saying is I didn't think I needed to do that. I didn't think I needed that much help because, again, this is a fucking top-notch winter face. And I know some of y'all got top-notch winter face and you like makeup. Again, no shade. It's a personal preference. Now, even for my wedding, I told my, I did wear makeup on on my wedding day, but I made sure clean face. And if y'all don't know what that means, that means the minimum. <laughs> you know, just, I guess, even me out. I might have a little blemish over here because, you know, I'm grown. Even me out and just 
do it like that. But I don't, I don't, I don't need the the, the drama because you know makeup. It's levels to makeup. We all know that. Well, maybe we all know, but it's levels to makeup. Everybody don't know that, friend. Okay, well, it's levels to makeup. You can do a clean face. You can do, I mean, they, and I don't even know all the levels, but I know you can go. I, I know you can go up the level to like dramatic, and you know when you're doing like different facts, like for fashion shows and stuff, people kind of get outrageous with the drama because you know it's a fashion show. Like you want to like you know look your most creative, but whatever. <clears throat> Anywho, um, so I just said all that to say, um, people have said you know you should do make won't you? I love now listen, mascara me please. Give me all the mascara, okay. Okay, give me all the mascara because a bitch like an eyelash. I don't like them lamb child eyelashes, but that's your business. But I, I love, I, I love mascara. So, I hate everything about that lash. But you know, it's a holla. That was the tail end of it because I holla first. But um, I guess I wonder, and of course, because. You know, like you said, you you grew up in a just it was so judgmental. Do you know? Always taking dead. I didn't have a lot of dead taking it. I had some, but for whatever reason, that fuck you attitude. Hmm, I don't. I got it early, mm-hmm. and it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because I probably be like. Hit you with a fuck you maybe too soon maybe maybe you didn't deserve it but I don't care <laughs> you about to get it yeah so that's why I said it's a blessing and a curse I think I think maybe in some situations they probably were not necessary but it was like oh well I'm here now so you know but um yeah that was really my question about the makeup with you wearing it like what either made you put it on in the first place but um did I you wanted- ever like it like did you did you like it I wanted to wear makeup before because my friends did it, you yeah. know. Um, okay. And my grandma actually wore makeup, but oh. she never. And my grandma had really pretty skin, and she put a lot of time and energy into her aesthetic because um, she wasn't an ugly woman by any at all. She wasn't ugly, but she took a lot of time. And focus a lot of attention on the aesthetic, and because I had eczema, she didn't really. I guess the eczema scarred me in more ways than one because she was just like, "Girl, you ain't gonna never um, have pretty skin. Ain't no point in me even telling you." Um, she never showed me how to do makeup. I learned how to do makeup by reading magazines, watching TV, asking my friends questions, and letting the lady at the makeup counter in the mall do my makeup a couple times but I did kind of like it I also didn't because again I had worked so hard to get my skin clear and I was so proud of it I didn't really see a point in putting all that other stuff on it and I didn't really see makeup as something that I necessarily needed I liked the way it looked when it was done properly and I did continue to wear makeup for a very long time but when I stopped I stopped so, like, I never had the inclination to wear it again. And I think the last time I actually put on makeup on purpose <laughs> it was probably the day I graduated from Fort Valley. So, 2006. That was the last time I wore makeup on purpose. Mm. So, 
and I just ha- I didn't have a reason to put it on no more. Um, yeah, but that goes for a lot of things. Like a lot of shit that I did was for other people's. It, it, it was for them and not for me. Because in my head, it, it didn't matter what I put on; I was still ugly. You know. Hmm. Um. Friends, tell me. Um. So. Mm-hmm. What are we? Because it got real. What are we gonna leave the people? Like, what? Do, what do we want them to do this week in regards? Because this is actually this requires some work like this particular mm-hmm. well all of it requires work y'all but this here because see what happens is with that negative talk mm-hmm. it's a trickle down effect it's like a domino effect so you you almost fuck up other stuff you got going on oh I said I told you like I um I definitely have fucked up a lot of opportunities and um, a lot of relationships and a lot of other things, not necessarily romantic relationships, but just relationships in general because um, of the way that I, of the, the inner monologue that I have going on and being aware of it now, because you asked like what happens now, I'm aware of it now, so I have to, I can't do anything about the shit that's already happened. But right. going forward, I have to really just be present and be grateful and work toward, that's my gratitude. A gratitude practice is so important, but be present about to happen don't you Mm -hmm. be present and be grateful and then do the things that we just said consider the source (sighs) talk back and rewrite the script like that's not a one time it's not a one shot deal yeah you're not just gonna do it one time like oh i'm better now like it's gonna happen you can't undo however many decades of damage in a week. You you can't. It's a it's a practice. But friend, you, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. So remember last week when we told them when you ask for patience, mm-hmm. you put in situations that require you to be patient and it's not mm-hmm. pretty. So now that you've said the thing out loud to our millions of viewers. Across millions of because I mean in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You do know that probably this week and maybe next week and probably just going forward, people about to be paying attention to your looks. And not that because they listen to the show, but because this is what the universe does because it likes to laugh. Mm-hmm. How are you going to handle what comes your way? Okay. So yesterday I recorded two TikToks. One was me um, finishing one of those trays. And the other one was me. It was I didn't talk, but um, it was my face, and then I showed the art on my walls, and then I showed my face again. And part of the reason why I did that is because I don't show my face on TikTok. All of my TikToks up to the point, up to this point, have been me pouring something or painting something or something. It's never been my face. And I was like, well, what? That's not that's not where we're trying to go with it. The other thing is every Monday I used to post or every other Monday I used to post on my personal Instagram mask crush Monday and it would just be a selfie of me. Usually it was on my way to work 
or whatever. And those, <laughs> oddly enough, those will be the pictures where everybody be like, hey, girl. And the other time, they'd be like, girl, fuck your plates. <laughs> <laughs> no, nigga, fuck your plate because my food is delicious, nigga. Anyway, but um, I'm not going to have a choice but to deal with the situation and take compliments as they come and learn how to take the compliment and believe people when they say, because that's part of the rewriting the narrative is believing that people that tell me stuff like that are not lying to me. Because I feel like everybody be lying. <laughs> so, let me see. Let me see something. I, had to, I really have to say, too, though, this is just a conversation between two friends about negative self-talk. There are so many resources on Beyonce's internet for you to find like the 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 minutiae and the actual nuanced differences in the kinds of self-talk that you do, negative self-talk that you do and how to change them. Um and we're not the like this not we're not professionals. We're not mental health counselors, none of that. We're two friends that talk to each other about the shit that affects us. So this is what we're talking about this week. If you need more information, I can put that in the Facebook group for you um, or put some of the things that I've been reading in the Facebook uh, group for you. But it's important for y'all, if you need somebody to talk to about this kind of shit, then absolutely seek out some professional counseling in addition to talking to your friends and writing in your journal and maybe getting a subculture, whatever the fuck you need. But it's important for you to get the, the help that you need I'm sorry, to correct these issues because you deserve that, bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, the fuck? What do you mean? I got two quotes for y'all. <laughs> okay. It's not what we say out loud that really determines our lives. Mm -hmm. It's what we whisper to ourselves that has the most power. Mm. Hmm. Look yeah. at that. Okay. And the way you talk to yourself creates your reality. Mm -hmm. That was, I said that to myself. Last week you said you can't outperform, outperform your level of self Oh, girl. Listen. That's, that's, that's where I got fucked up at. At the end of the show, you said you, it was an Iyala quote, I believe. And the mm, end of it was, was you cannot perform outperform your level of self esteem. No matter how hard I work, how much I paint, how whatever. If I am not confident, if I don't believe in myself, that shit gonna be ugly every fucking time. That's why when I paint, like you were talking about how your friend, if she in a bad mood, she don't pack no order, and she don't go on the lap. If I am thinking about stupid shit, a dumb nigga, some shit somebody said to me or whatever, if I, I can be in mid-stroke, I will put that brush down and go outside until I can clear it out, tell Tina to shut the fuck up, or I go upstairs and get in the bed, because it's not gonna happen. You cannot outperform your level of self-esteem. Period. I was trying to find a Bible verse that co that um, correlates with that, but I don't feel like doing it. So there's that on that. <laughs> Be kind to yourself, people. So, friends, before we get off the show, mm -hmm. you're gonna make me mad. I want to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to tell you in front you're of gonna, the world. I'm going. To our millions of viewers how everywhere. is you and this bitch it's a podcast they listening 
Thank you, friend. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to call you friend <laughs> later, <laughs> but we're going to see. Um, I mean, we'll see. We're going to see. I'll be here. Uh huh. Because let me tell y'all what she do. She's going <laughs> to deny. It. I will call her after, and she won't answer the phone, and then be like. <laughs> Girl, I didn't know you. I didn't know you called me. You a motherfucking lie. Not a lie. Not a damn lie. Not a goddamn lie. You a motherfucking lie. You a level. I swear the phone didn't read last week. It didn't want. It didn't because it never was gonna call me with that bullshit. And you know what? K, uh, not Casey, but Carisha didn't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Carisha, please. Carisha, please. That is my favorite shit. <sighs> All right. Well, for it's been real, so you know whatever this lead us to, you know, just lead us to. I mean, it's been it's been cool, but you know, uh, Earth signs unite. Amen. So quit acting like that, bitch. We in the same motherfucking like category, ho. Okay. Um, and we're both beautiful bitches. Like the bad bitches have arrived. So listen, stop playing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so. Um, I hope y'all have a great week, guys. So, you know, whenever you listen to this, I hope you have a great whatever is the next day, week, year for you. I don't know. I don't know how y'all listen to us. Some of y'all, you know what? I wish we could know who has listened to every show. I wish there was a way to know that because we would give y'all something. Absolutely. No but um, we appreciate everybody who does listen and who keeps up, you know. I want to, oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Shout out to my friend Trina. Trina has listened to every show. Absolutely. She lets me know whenever she finishes a show. My friend Tan lets me know, babe, I'm behind, but I'm catching up. So, um, oh. you know, shout out to y'all for taking out the time to listen to the show. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We here. Like, we in this bitch. Yeah, shout out to Fife because I know Fife listens. Um, hey, Fife! Because Fife will text me some random quote from the show. I love and, that. I love. Yes, like, I love when they do that. I love that. I'll be like, who said it? Because because <laughs> <laughs> we're both ridiculous. Ab- absolutely. Yes, we're indeed. both ridiculous. So, amen. All right, friend. Well, you know, if you don't handle my closing re- remarks, I'll give the benediction. <laughs> please, benedict the fuck out of this shit, please, and thank you. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to break right now. We, damn, we it's love y'all. Right now. <laughs> Nikki B and Jay High going to find out. <laughs> good, good day, all. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs>